Another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors, AG1 by Athletic Greens. If I want to make sure I'm covering my nutritional bases for the day, I drink AG1. I know it's helping me get my daily start with essential brain, gut, and immune health support, and it has a ton of vitamins, probiotics, and nutrients from Whole Foods. I just mix one scoop of AG1 in really cold water once a day. It makes me feel so much more energized and ready for the day. I also like to add some frozen lemon juice for a little something extra. It's just a really simple way for me to get all my vitamins and nutrients without having to count out and take a bunch of supplements. Plus, if I'm running short on time in the morning, which I am, and if I'm traveling, which I often am, I just grab one of the travel packs. If there is one product that I had to recommend to elevate your health, it is AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership over your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs that I love. You get those with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash sounds fun. That's drinkag1.com slash sounds fun. Y'all check them out. So today on the show, I get to talk with my college buddy, my longtime friend, Pastor David Platt. And we're talking all about singleness in the church. But I want to tell you why. Last summer, when we did that podcast series, the Summer Lovin' series on dating, I asked those of you who are single to share your email address with us because I just wanted to send you something. And legitimately, our hope was that 500 people would let me email them. Well, almost 20,000 of you, literally 20,000 of you in about a week gave us your email address and So if you were one of those 20,000, you know we spent the month of June praying together that God would give us hope again when it comes to singleness and dating and marriage. And I just don't think we're done. For the past six months here at AFD Inc., we have been dreaming up a way to keep talking about dating and being single and what that means in 2024 for people of faith and We want to do it in a bit more of a private community where we can really share the good and the hard stories. So we're excited to announce today that we're officially launching the Single Purpose League. Y'all, it's going to be so fun. So this is a Patreon community. If you're familiar with Patreon, amazing. If you're not, it is really simple. It's a paid membership. It is $7 a month. So the cost of like one fancy Starbucks drink a month. And Each month, we're going to release one exclusive podcast episode just for Single Purpose League. And sometimes that'll be just me. And sometimes that'll be me and a guest. And then we're going to do one live stream a month as well. We're calling it our chapter meeting. We're going to have snacks. It's going to be great. You're going to live chat with me and Katie on our team, who's kind of going to keep Single Purpose League on purpose and rolling. And we'll do some Q&As and we'll get to hear from you too. It will be a 
chapter meeting. It'll be a gathering of all of us. I want to be really clear, though. This is not a matchmaking service, though men and women are welcome. This is not a dating app that we're creating. This isn't even like 101 tips on dating, though we will for sure talk about dating. This isn't a live look into my dating life, though I will talk more there than anywhere else about my personal experience as a single woman in 2024 as well. But this is your invitation to a community of friends who want to talk about the good and the hard, the fear, the surprise, the hope, the heartache when it comes to being single right now. We're going to talk about what to do when you're in a season you don't want to be in. We're going to talk about how to handle the emotional roller coaster of singleness and dating, particularly in the faith space. We're probably going to laugh a lot and maybe cry. I don't know. But ultimately, together, we're going to tackle this question. What is my single purpose? And what is my purpose while single? So for all my single friends who have been asking God forever why you're still in this place, this is for you. For my friends who just walked through a breakup, oh, I'm so sorry. And also, this is for you. For my friends who are battling with loneliness and just hate it, this is for you. For my friends who are thriving in their singleness, this is for you. We wanted to build a way to talk to you about it more that was a little quieter and a little more private than the wide open internet and a way for you to talk to us and each other about it more. Patreon has its own app and its own website, so you can comment and message and get to know each other there. It is going to be, I think, a really special group to be a part of. I'm really excited. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Annie F. Downs, and that is where you can join the Single Purpose League. Again, it's $7 a month. You'll find a list of all that is included there. I think you're going to love some of the um, surprises that are included. Again, it's patreon.com slash Annie F. Downs. Because we're launching Single Purpose League today, we wanted to have a real conversation about being single in the church because, well, it is a whole thing. There's a lot of beauty to it, but there's also a lot of hurt and misunderstanding and disappointment. So we invited Pastor David Platt back on so we could have an honest conversation about how can singles thrive in their church? What conversations could we be having with our pastors and church leaders and vice versa? And how do we help single people not feel invisible? But there is a portion of this conversation that we saved and continued only for people in single purpose leagues. So after you finish this episode, that's a great way to get started over there. Again, that's patreon.com slash Annie F. Downs. That is where you will join Single Purpose League and where you'll hear the really important continued part of this conversation with David Platt that is just for Single Purpose League friends. Today's episode was a major wowie zowie for sure. I'm telling you, there is a part that David says today that our staff continues to talk about that I have said to friends over and over that I had. I, I texted David after and said, this is a book you need to write. I mean, this is mind blowing today for married friends and for singles. This isn't just a conversation for single people. Our married friends need to understand what is going on for everyone that they sit near in the church. And that includes their single friends. I'm really thankful for David's insight and honesty today. So here's our conversation on singleness in the church with Pastor David Platt. That sounds fun. Welcome back to That Sounds Fun, David. Thanks for doing this today. It's 
so good to be back. Like this is pure joy. Well, just any time uh, getting to spend time with you, Annie Downs. Yeah. And uh, I know Heather and I had a chance to spend some time with you in person not long ago. But yeah, it's it's really, really good to be back. Thank you. It is great to see you. Okay, we're doing a little switcheroo in 2024. It is our 10th year of the podcast. So we are celebrating all year. And so we're making the biggest change we're making is we're starting the conversation the way you're used to us ending them, where I'm like, kick us off by telling us what sounds fun to you, David Platt. That's where we want to start this year. Oh, what sounds fun to me right now? Well, I'm, I'm coaching, uh, let's see, uh-uh. uh, three of my kids. Yeah, three of my no. kids' basketball teams. So what sounds fun to me? <laughs> well, I would say what sounds fun to me is like winning a game. But yeah. that feels like too high, particularly <laughs> for some of the younger kids. So that feels like too high a bar for fun. So <laughs> just, uh, just like – Actually being able to bounce and shoot the ball, I think, yeah. sounds a lot okay. of fun. Just yeah. watching and just coaching children who take what you say yes. and put it into action in a way where the ball stays at their hand. Yes, in a way that, <laughs> yes, that, that is positive and fruitful and doesn't <laughs> test my patience that much. Like, that uh, sounds fun. <laughs> Another friend of mine is coaching her, like, church league high school girls. And uh, I last weekend, I said, how was the game? She said... 45 to four, We but we scored twice. I was like, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> that's, that's, that doesn't sound fun. Like, Rec League, man, what a, a joy. a special person for that to be fun. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, well, I am very impressed that you're coaching. But it is kind of in, yeah. inside your skill set, David Platt. I mean, you've been coaching all of us for a while. So, I mean, I didn't know. You, are you a basketball guy? <laughs> no, like I got cut in eighth grade and, and it was devastating. I really, I don't think I'm actually over that. But yeah. so it's not, it's definitely not skill level that has uh-huh. led me to be a coach. It's more, uh, yeah, desire to be out there with the kids. And I feel, yeah. I feel like I know enough that I can, especially the younger ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like that hoop is where the ball goes. Yes, exactly. Like, and I, and I can draw out like plays, like do this, do that. Yeah, like, I can, I can do that. I just so. thought maybe after Georgia lost the SEC championship uh, that you may have gone. I can't do football anymore. I'm going straight yeah, to basketball. I'm giving up yeah. on this entire sport for nine months. You know, I, I, that was, I, I wasn't even going to bring it up, Annie. We have to talk uh, about it. I mean, we need, you're right. And I mean, oh. we, we did win two in a row, but I, we had a chance. And Listen, was, this is why no one's won three in a row, Platt, is it's impossible yes, to know. do. Yes, yes. It it's, it's brutal. Pretty, that, I, I mean, I, I knew I was at a restaurant with friends and when we turned the ball over on the eleven. I was like, I'm ready to go. And I was the yeah. only Georgia person. I was like, I'm ready to go. They were like, Annie, it's like quarter two. <laughs> yeah. But you could feel it. You could feel it. I know. I just knew we didn't have it. Yeah. it I was like, wait, I used to feel this all the time in 1999. Yes, I know I this know. feeling. <laughs> yes. But it, it kind of tasted so good, the other. And right. so it was kind of bitter to go back to it. I know. I know. Um, okay. So. We need, that was top of my list, of my list of things yes, to discuss today. Great. Okay, David, here's the other thing. We Here at That Sounds Fun, we are huge fans of Mike Kelsey. Mm. Will you talk about his installation at your church oh. and kind of explain that to us? Because we all got to watch it online. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Uh, it's so beautiful. It, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. this whole picture has been awesome. Just seeing the church affirm Mike, him step into this role. And then, yeah, we had a night where we just uh, – we said, all right, we're going to celebrate God's grace and Mike and his wife, Ashley, and uh, and different people do like uh, charges to them, encouragement yeah. to them. But 
mean, so there was a lot that was about Mike and Ashley, but it was a much bigger picture. It was about yeah. our church family, what God's done to bring us through a lot of uh, challenging days. It was beautiful. And then not just our church family to see a variety of churches come together from across city, from different backgrounds um, in a way that hadn't happened certainly not yeah. in that way before and then and have and to really so his dad uh who's been a pastor for decades in uh downtown dc for yeah. him to give a charge to mike and it was powerful he just talked about history and tying it to destiny and wow. not forgetting the legacy that he's come from as, yeah. as he looks into the future and we had this big gospel choir and <laughs> and so there was there was even musically which we as a multi-ethnic church do a lot of different things anyway but it was even more of an intentional nod to just yeah. uh uh, the history of, uh, yeah, gospel music, black gospel music. It was, it was awesome. And, uh, and, and just to celebrate God's grace and Mike, he's, he's, I mean, obviously I know people who listen to that sounds fun have, have heard and interacted with Mike, but, uh, I mean, he's faithfully served in this church for 16 yeah. years and to see this church come around and affirm God's grace and him, my wife, Heather, she, uh, um, gave a charge to Ashley that was really sweet. So it was, it was an awesome night on so many different levels. It was just a great picture of, yeah, the beauty of a, of a multi-ethnic church that celebrates history when it's different and different people. And yet we come together and we, we, yeah, we love Jesus and we pursue Jesus together with all these diverse backgrounds. It's, it's awesome. What does it mean so are y'all co-pastors? You kind of explain what it means that he is in this and what is his defined role? What is the title? Yeah. So he's, so I was before uh, the last couple of months, I was the only lead pastor. I mean, we have a plurality of elders in the church, yeah. but I was the lead pastor. So we brought, so Mike was affirmed as another lead pastor. So both of us lead pastors. So a plural, I'm just a big believer in a plurality of leadership, not being yeah. dependent on one one person and uh, revolving around one person. So, so Mike is uh, another lead pastor, but we made clear when he was, when the church was affirming him that he among us was going to be like the leader of lead pastors so wow. that I'm, I'm yielding. Yeah. Some of my leadership responsibilities to him in a way that I, I believe just fits with what God has called him to do and what God's called me to do. It's going to free me up to do some more things around the world that God's called me to do while still being a lead pastor in the church. So I'm not leaving. Um, but, uh, and so, yeah, even, even that it's been great on a personal level and for Mike, God's prepared him and called him to this. And so to him, see him step into even a primary leadership, uh, position among us, uh, is really significant. Would you be okay if we link to his um, installation service in the show notes? Totally. I, I think yeah. it'd be great. I'd love for people to watch it. It was just so special to see. And we'll link to his. Um, we have a playlist of every episode he's been on. We're big yeah. fans. We just have a whole yeah, playlist of Mike Kelty. Um, but great. we'll just link to all that so people can follow along. It's just a, it's amazing. What a what great leadership by you and what a faithful leadership by him and Ashley. And I yeah, I just mm. think the world of them. So thank you for I'm letting a, me ask I'm you a, about a, that. Yeah, I, and I, I shared this that night. Like, I'm a different person having served alongside Mike mm. Kelsey. Like, I'm a different pastor. I'm, I believe, a better pastor and a transformed follower of Jesus as a result yeah. of sharing life with him and him speaking into my life in ways that I needed.
Yeah. Well, you've been leading in the church. I mean, we're, I think we're the same grade. We've been, we went to Georgia together. You've been leading in the church for 20 years across multiple Mm -hmm. states and across multiple, uh, even denomination kind of things Mm -hmm. and leading Mm -hmm. in the IMB. Will you talk a little bit? We're talking a lot today about single purpose league and what we are building Mm -hmm. for our single friends. What have you seen change in the church about singles in the church over the 20 years that you've been serving? Well, I would say even in those 20 years, uh, there's just, I, I think, and I, I don't know all the numbers. I think you probably know the numbers better than I do, but the even number of singles, mm-hmm. just that in and of itself, I think is higher now yeah. than it was 20 years ago. I know it's like crazy higher than it was a hundred years ago. I mean, I think I can't, I, maybe like 90% wow. of people were married, of, of adults were married, I think like around 1900. And so, I mean, what a massive shift. And I've seen that change um, certainly over the last 20 years, continue to increase. And so people, uh, well, for a variety of reasons, uh, singleness as well as divorce, just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, marriages um, breaking up. And so, wow, the need for the church to have a good biblical theology of singleness, understanding of what God says about singleness, um, and the need to be the church in a way that's, if 90% of adults in a church are married, then that church community looks looks different. I mean, obviously the basic biblical essentials are the same, but the way it plays out practically is different Mm -hmm. when you have maybe close to half of the adults in the church who are single like that the dynamics of what it means to be a church family take on a whole new level at that point so um so and it and i i used to joke that i mean i say joke it's not really funny but you go into like a used to go into a christian bookstore and you'd see like all these books on marriage and parenting and about how it's so hard and all these different things. And you'd see like very little, if mm. anything, on singleness. Yeah. And and usually the books on singleness would talk about preparing for marriage. So yeah, that's that right. That's all learn. I read in yeah. college. Yeah. And then you can go read the hard books on marriage after that. It's like this, yeah. surely there's a better answer than this. Yeah. And I do think churches have needed to, and, and in some ways have, uh, stepped into that, but I think we still have a long, long way to go into really uh, shepherding mm-hmm. uh, singles well, um, yeah, to thrive in all the ways that the Bible and God clearly intends and designs singleness to be a picture of thriving. Yeah. So will you help me with that a little bit? Because, man, I I want to crack open so many of those eggs you just gave us, mm-hmm. but one of them is like, you know, Helping singles to thrive in the church. One of the permissions I want to give churches and pastors who are listening is we know you don't know how to do this either. Like you didn't go through seminary and they didn't teach you 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 50 years ago for some of our pastors. I don't know that there's classes at seminary about pastoring a church that's 50% unmarried. Is there? No, no. No, so y'all are figuring out on the go as well. That's a good word. And, and just personally, I mean, most pastors, I don't know the exact stats on this, but I mean, I'm almost confident it's super high anecdotally, right? The number of pastors who are single, like, uh, are very, that's a very small number. And so, yeah, for that reason too, it's kind of, okay, you're working from behind from the start. 
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, HelloFresh. Listen, I don't love the whole grocery shopping thing. You know this about me. Meal prepping is not my thing, you know, but HelloFresh actually really works for me. I have gotten it in New York and in Nashville, and I let HelloFresh do the grocery shopping and meal prepping for me, and it is great. Yes, I still have to cook it, but after a busy work day, it still saves me a ton of time. I literally just have to go, like, pick it out of my fridge. They've got all the ingredients right there for me, and the recipe is really easy to follow. The recipes are quick and convenient, and everything's delivered straight to my door. So you just choose the meal and select the delivery date. HelloFresh handles the meal planning and the shopping. So all you have to do is open your weekly box of ingredients and step-by-step recipes. And did you know that HelloFresh does more than just dinners? This has been a game changer for me. Their breakfasts and their 10-minute lunches and snacks for adults and for kids. Listen, the breakfasts are so good. It is literally easier than ever to find something everyone in your home will enjoy, which for me is me. So go to HelloFresh.com slash TSF free and use the code TSFFREE for free breakfast for life, you guys. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash TSF free and use the code TSF free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit and the number one meal kit of my heart. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about, Shopify. Okay, business owners or potential business owners, if you've got a product that you're selling and want to make marketing simple, marketing is so hard. Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create and execute and analyze your online marketing campaigns. We all know it takes a ton of time to get your idea from brainstorming to the final product, so marketing and selling it needs to be as simple as possible. We use Shopify to run shopanniefdowns.com, where we get to bring you tanks and sweatshirts and books, and it has been so easy to use. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, so no matter what you're selling, from clothes to print to jewelry, Shopify helps you sell it everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and an in-person POS system. And if you're running a growing business, then you need the insights wherever you are. With Shopify's single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sounds fun, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash sounds fun now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash sounds fun. Okay, now back to our conversation with David. You know, I I was watching a um, documentary on the television about pastoring, and one of the male males in the documentary said, so then I started looking for a wife because I knew in order to be a pastor, I had to get married. Mm. And I... When I tell you, David Platt, that is the first time Mm -hmm. I knew that men, that that was a filter for some men as they're going into pastoring is that that, and I went, oh, I wonder if that has been a narrative that I didn't know was existing parallel to Mm -hmm. me for my entire life, that women go into ministry and go on the mission field hoping to meet someone, and men think I can't go into ministry or onto the mission field until I have met someone. Wow. I, I, you know, that's... That's really interesting when you put it that way, how how that narrative is probably very prevalent. Like I mean, did really... you see that in IMB? I mean, I, I mean, the Lottie Moon on down, there's a lot of women who went on the field unmarried. 
no question and and i would say like even now like uh yeah there's a, a a very high number well there's just a lot more women who are willing to go and uh wanting to go and committing to go overseas than there are men period um but i i i think uh yeah i think there's a lot of reasons actually behind that but there's no question that it would be very uncommon to see a single man either pastoring or serving as a missionary and it would be much more common to see a single woman in those circumstances. There, there's a lot to dive into there. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Kevin and I get to talk about it because mm-hmm. I get to say we get to process through if you have a teaching pastor and Annie uh-huh. on your teaching staff, we need to talk about dating for someone on a teaching staff and someone who is a pastor. Yes. And and so it's been it's been really interesting. You talked about helping singles to thrive. David, how do we move forward, thrive in our singleness when so many of us, not everyone, so many mm. of us still desire a different life? Mm. Oh, so and this you know, even as you ask that, Annie, I'm like, okay. I've got, I've got some scripture that's coming to my mind and I, but I, at the same time, like I know, uh, well, having been married since I was like 21 years old, like I, I realize, okay, well, I want to speak like I do on anything, like on the authority of God's word, not my own experience too, but I realize, okay, I, so I, I just want to tread lightly here. Like, here's where the word, here's what I go in, in my mind when it comes to singles thriving. Uh, I think it is really interesting. This is why I mentioned like a biblical theology of singleness because Old Testament, like marriage was almost like non-negotiable in a sense because in part, think about the old covenant, like the Mm -hmm. people of God actually spread through procreation, not through spiritual regeneration like you see in the New Testament. Like it was through multiplying physically and that's how the nation of israel spread and so so what's interesting is when you get to like prophecies in isaiah that are like talking about uh uh generations beyond just physical it's like whoa there's something a whole different picture coming and there's a major shift that when you get to the new testament there's a whole new covenant that is not based on physical bloodline that is different so i mean you think about barrenness that was like the curse in the old testament in the new testament it's like you'll have children that are better than sons and daughters that was supposed to be prophesied in isaiah and so then you start to see whoa not only obviously jesus single but you see prominent people in the new testament who are single in a way that you didn't see. And even when Jesus is talking about marriage and he says it's, uh, and he talks about eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom, that in and of itself was shocking. Like what? This, this can actually be a good thing. And so I guess that's where I think it really is important to hear God and his words saying that singleness really is a, uh, a gift from God and not just, mm-hmm. and, and first Corinthians seven makes that very explicit, but in the s- spectrum of redemptive history in a way that's different from all that you read about in the old Testament, there's a d- whole different picture of family that arises in the new Testament. You're born again, nice. you're into a new community. And then, so the, the other thing that comes to my mind when I think about theology of singleness that I think contributes to thriving, like we talk a lot about how, 
uh, marriage is a display of the gospel. Husbands yeah. love your wives as Christ loved the church. Wives are the, your husbands and the way the church uh, reflects church's love for Christ. Right. Like, yes, marriage is a unique reflection. But I think the way that sometimes can come across to those who are single is, oh man, I'm missing out on display of the gospel. Yeah. But yeah, I would say- the Bible makes really clear that singleness also is a unique portrayal of the gospel in a way that the singleness says, all right, you, you, what the world says, you don't actually need someone else to complete you. Like Jesus really does like fully complete you and you don't need, uh, expression of sexuality in this way to be a full person like no you're a full person that and so the and which just to point forward to heaven like we're going to be single in heaven and uh and we're not going to be expressing sexuality in the same way um in in marriage i mean that's what uh jesus talks about in the, in the new time in the gospels so all that to say there's a there's a foretaste of the kingdom to come in singleness there's a picture of full identity in Jesus that's not ex yeah not portrayed in the same way in the in marriage. So I would just say both are good gifts and both display the gospel and really starting there I just I hope that for those who are single he, you hear God saying, "Hey, I'm you're part of my design in a unique mm. way in really good ways in redemptive history and in really beautiful ways when it comes to the gospel." Um and then that that leads to uh, yeah, just a, a rest and contentment in, in God in singleness. Yeah, that's beautiful. I have, you know, because of the Let's Read the Gospels podcast, that eunuch part, mm -hmm. I've read yeah. it 13 times out loud. And, and it is so interesting because it is this like some were born this way. Some were mm. made this way by community, by, mm. and I bet there are some of our friends listening who are like, mm. yeah, I'm a eunuch, not by my choice. Mm. I'm a eunuch mm. by choice mm. of other people, though in the mm. Bible, it's talking about actual physical, but you know, I, sure. I, I imagine there are certainly people who go because of where I live, because of the life I've, I have. And then there's other, of other people who could say, yeah, like I'm a eunuch, I've chosen this life mm. because of what it allows for me and God. Hmm. Is it okay across all three of those? Is it okay to still desire marriage, even if you've chosen, well, I'm going to run as fast as I can and do as much as I can for God in my singleness. That doesn't mean I have the gift for my whole life, but, hmm. but I want to not waste these days. Is that? Yes. Yeah, I think that's what Paul's after in 1 Corinthians 7, which is like the quintessential text on singleness. But I think he's after like a, uh, a contentment. Yeah. Um, and at, with at the same time, if you have desire for this, it's not wrong to desire marriage. It's certainly not wrong to pursue marriage. In fact, I mean, you could make, I mean, you could, yeah, look at scripture and say, I mean, there is actually good and right desire for marriage. And, yeah. and so not to, not, that's not bad in any way. But I do think the point in First Corinthians 7 is to the extent with which that leads to a lack of contentment in the gift God's given you right now in this moment, then that, that can lead to unhealthy places. And mm -hmm. that's, that's not going to be, that's not going to lead to thriving as, yeah. uh, as a discontentment, but there's a difference there. And I, I think it's probably a fine line, right? Between, uh, okay, I'm content Lord and wh where you've got me. And, and at the same time, I do desire this. So mm -hmm. I'm trusting you with that desire. I'm putting that desire in your hands. I know I trust you to lead me and to fulfill that desire in due time or 
just however you desire to do that. I mean, the thing I think about along those lines is when Heather and I were struggling to have kids, it was like, okay, it was a fight for contentment and mm. being childless. Um, but there was a strong desire for children. And I think there's a way to hold both those. Um, and I think the key, right, is, Lord, I'm trusting in you. Like I, I, I trust in your leadership in my life. Yeah. You are enough for me. I don't need this child. I don't need marriage for fulfillment. I desire this. I'm going to keep asking for that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm going to ask for it with trust in you and with patience and with, uh, yeah, confidence that you are wiser than I am. And, yeah. and you're going to lead me and my life in ways that are good for me always. And so I'm going to rest in you and I'm going to keep expressing this desire to you. I think that might be the challenge very often for me, and I'm guessing for a lot of our friends listening, is can I say I'm content without letting go of my desire? Because I mm. felt like I would, I don't know if it was caught or taught. I don't remember. But at mm -hmm. some point, what my brain memorized was you are content when the desire is gone. And but as I've gotten into my 40s and still unmarried, and I, then I've started to go, oh, wait, I actually love my life and mm -hmm. still hold this great desire. Right. And yeah. I didn't know I could keep both. I thought I had to abandon one for the other. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, I, I, I that's really good. And it, I, this, wow, this applies to so much, right? I just think about Paul, even thinking about, I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. Like he yeah. wants heaven, but he's content living on earth. Like, right. and that's not, so it's not, he's, He's not able to be content because he's got this strong desire. There's actually a way to hold strong desire uh -huh. and contentment at the same time. And it, as long as that, I, mean, I think the key, right, it comes back to as long as that, so the contentment is rest in whatever yeah. God chooses to do with this desire. Um, yeah. and, and not, obviously, uh, not, yeah, not doing things that go outside of his will, that he and what he's revealed in his word to try to fulfill that desire, but uh, just to trust in him with it and to hold those those two together, yeah. And 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 then it's like, well, of course, we live in a fallen world where things are not as they should be, and all our desires are not fulfilled. One day they will be, um, like all our desires will be fulfilled. Um, but but that's not the case now. So part of living in a fallen world is learning contentment. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's He's my contentment. And I've got desires for a variety of things. Oh, now, Annie, I'm just thinking about, I mean, things you know going on in our life and family where I like I have so many desires uh, for what I want to see in my kids, for example. But there's a contentment in, okay, Lord, I'm trusting that you hold me and them yeah. in your hands and you're, and you're leading. So I'm going to keep expressing those desires to you and I'm going to yeah. rest content in you. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it, one of the things that's coming to my mind is while I'm holding as an Annie, I mean, this is like me talking mm -hmm. to you, as I'm holding this great desire, when you remind me of the Old Testament thing, I mean, we have a wowie zowie button. Have I shown you this where it says wowie zowie? I've not seen that. It's when you blow my mind. We push the Wowie Zowie button. <laughs> and it's my three-year-old nephew. And um, but I'm having a Wowie Zowie moment when you're talking about this because while I'm gonna hold this great desire, I'm also gonna say to you, 
man, the the release from the pressure of the Old Testament of the way to build family is one way. I mean, I've read mm-hmm. that in my life, but but you yeah. saying like, no, the New Testament actually says to be, and people talk to me a lot about having spiritual children. It is very kind mm-hmm. how much people talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. is never it is never um registered into my soul like what you're talking about of like, oh, Oh, this actually is the way Jesus said, not the only way, but this is like the next way was to make sure you're raising spiritual children. And if you said to me, Annie, I'm sorry, but you're barren from raising spiritual children. Mm -hmm. I could have a Hannah moment. I could have a Hannah moment of like, wait, I don't get to do that. Wait, that's all I want to do. And that is why Hannah felt that way is Mm -hmm. partly because the only way the nation grew is if the families grew physically. Yes. Yes. You blow That's my mind, David Platt. Yeah. I mean, I was just walking through Ruth the other day and I was like, wow, like Ruth and Naomi, that was like the curse of all curses. They were totally barren and they it was like their family was gonna yeah. be extinct. And and so it was like and, and God stepped in and brought redemption, but but it that's not the picture. Yeah, that's not yeah. the picture of the new covenant. Like uh and so when you think about it, wow, to be single in the old testament was totally yeah. undesirable in that sense. Um, and yet you see these promises, like yeah. there's coming a new day yeah. and it's, and, and then Jesus himself and Paul and yeah. And again, but that's, that's pretty revolutionary. Uh, yeah. even in redemptive history, like s- singleness being desirable right. and in this way, um, again, not to the exclusion of, marriage also being desirable, but in a very different way, family looks different. It's very, I'm just like, my family line will never be extinct. Yes, yes, yes. And they they won't all be in my will and we can't do all Christmas together like a traditional (laughs) family. But I'm like, oh, my family line will never be extinct because I disciple people who are then discipling people and therefore, right? Like, yes, never extinct. Yes. That's, I mean, think Isaiah 54, one, sing, O barren woman. Yeah. Why burst that song? Because the Lord God, your maker, is your husband. And he's going to, yeah. And then, and then, extend to the your eunuchs, temples. Yep. And I, in Isaiah 56, I think it is, eunuchs, don't worry. Uh, your name will not be cut off because this kingdom, and, and as it's coming, like looking forward, is not dependent on physical offspring. It involves spiritual offspring, and it'll be better than if you had sons and daughters. Like that's, that's so cool. That's uh, yeah. And so to see, I mean, and what Jesus is saying in the Gospels is just fulfillment of that, yeah. and obviously what he's doing. So, yeah. uh, and then it's actually, I mean, that's the whole picture of discipleship, even in a willingness to leave behind family. And there's right. a picture there, like, and a. Uh, and this is, I think, part of what First Corinthians seven is saying too. Like there is a picture of actually letting go uh, and sacrificing in the mm. sense of, uh, um, yeah, singleness for the sake of the yeah. kingdom. Yeah. When it comes to singleness for the spread of the gospel in the world, that uh, that many people have have said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace singleness mm. in this way, like and some for a lifetime to say, but I, I, want, I want to make it count for the spread yeah. of the gospel um, yeah. and that spiritual offspring you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're hoping with Single Purpose League. We don't want anybody to stay mm. single if they don't want to be single. Like yeah. we're all for everybody finding their person. And yeah. But also it's like, man, we want to talk about how purposeful this is. Yes. And, and you are on this planet right now for a reason and you mm-hmm. are unmarried today for a reason. You may meet the guy or girl tomorrow, but for today, what does it look like to make make family 
to make spiritual yeah. offspring. Yes. That's cool, David. That yeah. is so and, cool. I, I mean, and that's where, so I do think that is definitely where my mind goes, Annie, when I think about, okay, and whatever the number is, we'll just use half generally. Yeah. If, if half of followers of Jesus are single, that's like a spiritual uh, force for yeah. the spread of the gospel, for spiritual family in the world. In a world where 3 billion people have little to no knowledge of the gospel, like that's a spiritual force going for it. And not just around the world, but right here and from here around the world, the opportunities that are there. I mean, I just think about, I mean, I, I, we talk all the time at Radical just about the opportunities. We have more opportunities today to yeah. spread the gospel to the nations than ever before in history with yeah. travel, with technology, with the globalization of today's marketplace, the opportunities for work around the world. And it's it's harder to take some of those opportunities when when you are married yeah. with six kids. Totally. Uh, and uh, it's a whole different picture when you're, when you're, and that's what 1 Corinthians 7 is literally saying. You're not tied down in the same way. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. maximize that. Like what are yeah. the unique opportunities you have in this time, in this moment, uh, for the spread of the gospel from where you live to the ends of the earth. Like let's step into that. To let's go. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey friends, just interrupting this amazing conversation one more time to share about one of our great partners, Mosh. I'm trying to be intentional about what I eat and how I take care of my body. I'm always looking for an on-the-go snack that has a lot of protein. Ladies, are you with me? Mosh Bars is a new favorite. Okay, get this. Mosh was founded by Maria Shriver, let's go, and her son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, because they wanted to create a conversation about brain health through food, education, and research after Maria's father suffered from Alzheimer's. They have six delicious flavors. Listen, I love that cookie dough crunch. And each has 12 grams of protein and are made with real ingredients to support your brain health. They also have a line of plant-based protein bars that come in three delicious flavors. Mosh also donates a portion of all their proceeds from your order to fund gender-based brain health research. If you want to find a way to give back to others and fuel your body and your brain, Mosh bars are the perfect choice for you. Head to moshlife.com slash TSF to save 20% off plus free shipping on either the best selling trial pack or the new plant based trial pack. That's 20% off plus free shipping on either the best sellers or plant based trial pack at moshlife, M O S H L I F E dot com slash TSF. Thank you, Mosh, for sponsoring this episode and thank you for those delicious bars. I am in love. And now back to finish up our conversation with David Platt. But there are some of our friends, probably me included in some ways, mm -hmm. who just went through the holidays and was like, certainly I won't be single in this holidays of 2023. And mm -hmm. then we were. And so we're starting a new year and there is disappointment in this too. How do we, I mean, this is true for married and not married, but we are specifically talking about singleness, but the, mm -hmm. everybody can feel this. Like, how do we serve God when we're disappointed with his behavior? Mm -hmm. How can we serve yeah, yeah. him and fully like run after these things when we are disappointed in what he has handed us? Hmm. You know, where my mind goes there is, is second Corinthians 12, like Paul, like pleading, obviously it's different, uh, thorn in the flesh, but he's like asking for this God to do this, to do that. And he asks yeah. over and over again. And God says, no, my grace will be sufficient for you. Mm. So I just think, 
Yeah, I don't want, well, one, I, I definitely don't want to gloss over in any way the real like emotion and hurt or I don't, I don't even know the best way to describe like um, that longing unfulfilled and some of the emotions that come with that. Yeah. Um, but to, in a 2 Corinthians 12 way to really uh, press into the Lord with that in community. I mean, that's, that's again, part of the picture of we, we need family. We need, none of us can do that alone. And yes. that's, and that's the real danger, right? That, uh, that, uh, yeah, someone who's single, if not connected to good brothers and sisters in Christ finds mm -hmm. himself walking that journey by themselves and that's never God's design. So in community to press into the grace of Jesus, to pray for in honesty, to share some of that, uh, yeah, to share that struggle, to share that burden with others. Um, and uh, so, and to, I just thank the Lord. So he daily bears up our burdens. He counts our tossings in the night just to yeah. press into him with that and with others into him in that. And, and at the same time to, to hear his truth spoken, spoken over us that my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And, and I've got a purpose in this and you don't see it all, but just keep pressing on and trusting i've got a purpose in this and and it's a really good purpose it's mm -hmm. a really good purpose and so uh don't miss the purpose uh especially and again it goes back to first Corinthians seven we're only here for a little bit yeah and so let's 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 press in with our hurts and and oh now all right just one other place i know i'm talking about but you're doing great mind, my mind goes uh biblically just uh I mean, the number of people without Christ who experience some of those emotions or who experience some of that loneliness or whatever it might be, like the opportunities to be alongside. Um, man, I just, yeah, you'll love this, Annie. I was just preaching this last week and I was preaching on patience in the middle of suffering in a fallen world wow. and being fixing your eyes on another world. The whole time I'm preaching, I see this, she's uh, mid thirties, single, uh, woman uh, and she's uh, she's in a wheelchair a couple of years ago she had a massive stroke and and it just I mean everything was fine and then now she she has a hard time speaking she can hardly move but every time I got to a point just about the hope of the gospel I saw her hand just raise up a little bit and she kept raising it and I wow. just it was awesome uh, and I just I stopped at one point in the sermon was just like I see you, but the Lord sees you yeah. and knows you and is with you. But the reason I bring it up now, like there's two single women beside her who are just walking alongside her in every way she needs and are doing things for her that they're able to do in yeah. part because of their singleness. And it was yeah. it was a beautiful picture of the church, of 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 just the comfort of Christ in one person's life overflowing in the comfort of Christ in somebody else's life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, I would love for us to keep going. We're going to keep chatting you and I over at the Single Purpose League mm -hmm. so that people can hear some some deeper stuff about what's going on in the church and and what we can do today with how did we get here? Like, how did we get here kind mm -hmm. of feelings? Mm -hmm. um, but I would love for you as we finish up here on That Sounds Fun, will you just kind of give a, give a call to single men and women 
of what to do next. Like, what's our next thing? Like, what's the next right thing to do in our singleness and in our faith? Hmm. Oh, all right. The call. Well, one, press into Jesus like, uh, like, like, like never before. And that's yeah. whoever you are, but like, like never before. I, I believe over the next six months or year, God wants you to experience deeper intimacy with him than you've ever experienced before. So press yes. into him like never before. Do that with community, like be around brothers and sisters in Christ who are pressing into him like never before. Like you just do that, then things are going to be a lot different. But so don't, don't skip over that. Like press in mm -hmm. in that way. And then like, yeah, before the Lord, if he's given you a desire for marriage, then press in with that desire to the full. Yeah. Like, don't be bashful. I think that's one of the things that's just come to my mind more and more as we've talked. Like, yes, like lay that before the Lord. And even to the extent of which God leads you to, like pursue that. And yes. and and don't be, don't think that's lack of contentment. Like that's, that's but, but do it with trust in the Lord. Do it open-handed. Lord, I'm trusting you with that. And so, um, I, and yeah, ask for him to do. I mean, I just, again, think about when we were praying for children, like we're asking him for children all the time and we're saying we trust in you. I, there's a way to do that with marriage too. Asking him and trusting you, pursuing that, but, but open-handed and at the same time. So as long as he continues to give this gift of singleness, whether or not it's a gift you desired or not, like it's, it is to believe it's a gift from him and to say, I want to steward it. Like I, singleness is a stewardship issue for this moment you've been entrusted with a gift from god that enables you to do a variety of things uh more unfettered and and more focused than if you were married and mm -hmm. so so how can you press into spiritual offspring and making disciples of the nations and glorifying god in your work and building up your church and loving those who are uh in need around you serving like just don't hold back in yeah. in those ways um as as you're resting in jesus yeah that's it Will you do one more thing? Will you talk to our married friends mm. about half their church being single? Yeah, that's really good. Uh, well, and and I mean, for any pastors who would be listening now too, yeah. don't forget that reality. Like I, I catch myself when I'm like, hey, almost like assuming people have a husband or a wife sometimes with an illustration I'm using or this or that, like, don't do that. Like, yeah. so to be really sensitive. But then, yes, for for married friends um well one show the gospel in your marriage and then two celebrate the gospel in singleness mm. uh don't don't us yes celebrate the gospel in singleness i just think some so many times those who are married uh just almost i don't know if we would say this but like it comes across as looking at singles as other or less than in some ways i mean i think that's part of why uh it's hard for a pastor to be single. Um, mm -hmm. So um, all that to say, to celebrate the gospel in singleness, to support in every way, to be the family of God, to realize, okay, by God's grace, God's given you a, 
uh, a husband or a wife to share life with. And the, but like he's also called you to be family. You're living for yeah. spiritual family too. You're not just living for the people in your house. Like yeah. yes, you have a special stewardship with the people in your house, but you're a part of a big bigger kingdom picture too. So don't lose sight of the new covenant. You're not just about physical procreation here. You're not just about carrying on your family line. This is about a spiritual family. So look around. If 50% of your spiritual family is single, then that means you're gonna yeah welcome into your home. Yeah. Gather your arms around, listen to, learn how to best love, support, serve those who are single around you, partner together with in the gospel. Uh, so to be all that, none of that's going to happen accidentally. All that is going to have to happen intentionally. So to be intentional about all those things. Yeah, that's true for all of us. Nothing happens accidentally. Mm. You got to yeah. be intentional. If you, if you yeah. want to shape your life with Christ, then mm. yes. we don't float. You got to have some, you got to have an oar in this boat if you're going to shape your life. Yeah. David, that is so helpful. Thank you so much for helping us kick this off and really like think about, think about this. So you and I will jump over to Single Purpose League and we will keep chatting there. Before we go there, would you just mind praying for us, like for singles, for marriage, just pray for 2024 and what God might have for, particularly for our single friends. Mm, Yes. Yes. God, we... We ask for, well, all these things we were just talking about. I I pray over every single person listening right now, single or married, that 2024 would be a year of deeper intimacy with you than they have ever experienced before. Yeah. And I, I ask for that boldly and believing. You desire that for every single person who's listening right now. So I pray, bring it about, God, and... And, and bring about fruit from that in our lives that resounds to your glory. And I pray, we pray specifically over, well, over our married friends. God, we pray for the beauty of the gospel to be on display in husbands sacrificially loving their wives and wives reflecting the church's love for Christ and their love for their husbands. And God, we pray for the beauty of the gospel and singleness for a beauty of contentment even with desire as we've talked about god for a rest in you for a joy in you your spirit uh, an an ever increasing sense of knowledge of experience of completeness in you of peace from you and zeal from you and for you and for your glory. God, we pray that this would be a fruitful 1 Corinthians 7, like fruitful year. Maybe you're coming back, Lord Jesus, in 2024. We ask, may this be the year. Come quickly and earlier in the year, as soon as possible, as best. Help us to live, help us all to live like this, but especially in light of your exhortation in 1 Corinthians 7, for singles to live in light of the times we're in that are really short and to make the most of them. Help us all to make disciples of the nations and to live for spiritual offspring uh, with rest and confidence and hope in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys, isn't he the best? I mean, wowie, zowie. Wowie, zowie. I know. 
Okay, Single Purpose League is now open over at patreon.com slash Annie F. Downs. You can hear the rest of our episode with David there when you sign up to become a member. We saved two questions for this bonus content. People say all the time, my church doesn't help singles. What do we do? And what we know statistically is that loneliness is at an all-time high and it is physically painful. It's impacting our bodies. What do we do? That is what we get to talk to David Platt about over in the Single Purpose League. So meet us over there. Dear single friends, come join the Single Purpose League and listen to what he has to say. And if you're married and have some single friends in your life, would you let them know about the Single Purpose League? Our hope is to serve a lot of singles this year particularly and help us really identify some deeper ways that our purpose is playing out in 2024 as a person who is not married or not married yet or not married right now. And if you have any questions from this episode, drop them in the Q&A box on your Spotify app. If you're a Spotify listener, ask them inside of Single Purpose League. There is a place where we can all talk to each other in Single Purpose League. So do it there. Or you can shoot them to us on Instagram. Just DM them to That Sounds Fun Podcast. And we'd love to answer them over there as well. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, in the Single Purpose League. I am going to be there with you. Anywhere you need me, that's how you can find me. I think that's it for me today, friends. Man, am I thankful we are getting to do this together. Feels like a new day at AFD Inc., where we are talking about what matters most to you and to me. And I am really excited about it. So go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, like join in Single Purpose League. And I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me, what does sound fun to me today? Today, what sounds fun to me is I would love to be outside for a minute. I need some vitamin D in my life, so I am getting outside today. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday with my friend, one of my favorite pastors, Terry Crist. We'll see y'all then. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. 